Hello and welcome to another edition of Thoughts from Player One, the bi-weekly podcast where we take a look at one sort of narrative or story-focused game and do a deep dive into it. As always, I'm Alex. I'm Duncan. And this week, we are going to start something a little bit different. We are going to be doing episode one of a series where we are taking a look at Life is Strange, the episodic story adventure game from Don't Nod Entertainment. Um, The game was published by Square Enix, released January 30th, 2015. It's on basically everything, Mac, PC, PlayStation, Xbox, um, and the price is about $20, but it's worth noting that the first episode is totally free, so if you want to hop in, it's a good time. Hop in with us. Pause, pause, play it. It's only like two hours. Yeah, two two and a half, something like that. For the first episode. Um, Maybe you buy it. Maybe. Maybe. You should, and then keep listening to all the other episodes, because that's how we're going to do this. You know what, Alex? Uh, <laughs> I got a quick question for you. Okay. How strange is life? <laughs> life is just strange, Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> um, in, in, in my life, it's not terribly strange, but you better fucking believe life is goddamn strange up in this game. <laughs> yeah, you better believe it. Um, I put you on the spotlight on that one. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, it's cool. I mean, we talked about literally everything we wanted to say beforehand, and that wasn't part of it, so I appreciate (laughs) you really just trying to, you know, keep us on our toes and on top of the game and make a shitty podcast. It's really, it it helps a lot when you try and do that. Um, Yeah, of course. course. Just as a a quick note, what we're going to do here is, is play through every episode and then probably do an episode afterwards where we kind of give a summation of everything we are going to be doing these episodes spoiler free so we will only be talking about what happens in the episode the characters in that episode um, and obviously previous ones we won't be you know making any sort of uh, guesses about what's going to happen next mostly because we've both already played the game Mm -hmm. so we know and it would be unfair so if you've only played episode one you can listen to episode one no problem and so on and so forth until we get to our cumulative episode at the end yep 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 so, without further ado, let's just hop right into it, because these might be a little bit shorter. So, Duncan, you want to you wanna bring us into this episode? Episode one, Chrysalis? Chrysalis. Hit me up with some, <laughs> hit me up with some SYD matters. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who don't, oh. <laughs> don't know, there's an amazing song in this, in this game. I don't think it comes up in this episode. Yet. No, it does. It comes up. There's like four bangers in this episode. Honestly, this game has one of my favorite soundtracks of any game ever. And every song that they play ever is a banger, and both of the Sid Matter songs yeah. come up. Yeah, it's it's a it's a hipster's dream of what music you've probably never heard of kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There you go. <clears throat> so, so I'm going to jump. Basically, I'm going to give you guys who haven't played it a uh, summary of the story. And if you have played it, I'm going to give myself a pause so i can tell you guys when to skip to skip to all right and uh, <laughs> i'm gonna begin this <laughs> you like that that was real good except for the fact that we're gonna like discuss things in the middle of the story summary oh yeah well if you don't want to hear us discuss it then you know well, you can skip if you there. already skipped it you're not listening to this part anyway <laughs> so fuck you you know whatever you're not you a play, real fan you play as max an 18-year-old aspiring photographer at Blackwell Academy in a town called Arcadia Bay. Uh, she leaves her parents in Seattle to come back home to go back to uh, her old school to be an aspiring photographer. The game starts with a vision of a cataclysmic storm wiping over your hometown, where um, Max is about to just be toppled over by a lighthouse and she awakens in her normal class. Uh, after getting ashamed by her teacher, Mr. Jefferson, she goes to the uh, bathroom for a little bit of privacy where an altercation is taking place between this mysterious blue-haired girl and a boy named Nathan Prescott. There seems to be talk of drugs and trading and, uh, you know, not having money. And uh, Max is hiding in this corner area and uh, the boy Nathan shoots uh, the blue-haired girl. Uh, Max makes an effort to stop it and then is instantly rewinded back to her class. She then discovers she can alter time. She heads back to the bathroom to save the girl by pulling the fire alarm. It works. After she saves her and uh, leaves the bathroom, she heads towards the dorm to retrieve a flash drive for her friend Warren, and in the process covers the school preppies who blocked the door in paint with her newfound powers. 
As she's leaving, she sees a fellow student, Kate Marsh, uh, being harassed by the head of security, David Madsen. You can choose to intervene in the situation or move on. Play me that little the little butterfly jingle. Ding, da, 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 ding, da, 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 ding. Yeah, that one, exactly. So yeah. we're going to take a break, yeah. and then we're going to talk about what we chose. Alex, go ahead. What did you choose? Did you intervene? Did you Did you let her get harassed? Yeah, so I totally did not let her get harassed. Yeah. Um, after seeing both the options, I was like, man, I don't want Kate to be mad at me because she seems kind of cool, so I'm going to go ahead and tell off this security dick. Though also, Max is very aggressive about it, and were I in that situation, I would have tried to be more um, diplomatic, so to speak. Yeah, she does come off pretty hard when you choose to um, when you choose to intervene. Um, I agree with that. and it, it didn't really represent what I thought thought would mm. would be her situation as uh like her character so far kind of seemed awkward and shy and but maybe she had a little like um a little adrenaline from discovering her time powers you know yeah is that what did you do the same thing yeah that's sense? what i did as well yeah i think that's that's the more common choice though i did immediately regret not having photographic evidence of it happening yeah the other option that's was true. to take a picture of it yeah yeah um the other the other option is to just kind of let it happen and you know I don't. I don't really even know what happens to that one. You let it happen, and you feel the weight of the world because you're a bad citizen. <laughs> That's basically what happens. Take a picture. Yeah. Um, so we return Warren's flash drive, and then Nathan Prescott approaches the boy in the bathroom and accuses Max of spying on him. Warren gets headbutted by Nathan, and the blue-haired girl Chloe Price, who is now revealed to be Max's old best friend, gets Max to jump into the truck and make an escape. The two catch up, and since Max was gone, Chloe had to deal with a lot. Her father's death, her mother's new marriage, and the loss of her recent friend, Rachel Amber, who is found missing. Chloe brings Max to her new or to her house. Max tries to fix her broken camera, but is unable to, so Chloe gives Max her old dad's camera. Uh, the two bond, and uh, suddenly Chloe's stepdad comes knocking on the door, and uh, Max has to hide because her stepdad doesn't like intruders. Um, so you can choose to hide in the closet or get caught if you run out of time, and we learn that her stepdad is actually David Matson, the security guard from the beginning of the game. Um, when you're in the closet, Max can intervene or choose to hide. What did you do? I I personally hid. I stayed hidden like a bitch the whole time. <laughs> nice. That just like that seemed like the thing to do was like, all right, this is like some family shit. If I just step out here, it's just gonna get worse. People are gonna get angry, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna stay in this closet. It's safe in here. No one's gonna get more angry. This is the right choice. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, the opposite of what I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you made the wrong choice is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So, well, what I didn't like is is that um, I'd like to note that I, this was my initial choice, and then I rewinded and then chose the, to hide. Mm-hmm. So um, my initial choice was to step in, and like I really didn't like that Max was just like, yeah, that's my weed, because, oh, by the way, it's Chloe was smoking weed. Because mm-hmm. because uh, you know his dad, her stepdad walks in, is like, "Is this your grass?" So yeah, I didn't I didn't really yeah. like that she just stepped in and took the fucking blame for that. Because it's not yeah. like she was really smoking either, you know. Mm-hmm. So um. though apparently there's an option to like blame Chloe somehow. Really? I don't. Yeah, if you like, it, in the end, it's like, hey, these are the options, and it's like, stay hidden like intervene and take the blame and blame chloe which might just be like if you get caught you have the option to blame chloe or take the blame i don't know i never actually experienced that but like two percent of the people who played the game took that choice interesting then um max and chloe decide to leave after that that little altercation to a lighthouse and max has another vision of the lighthouse she um saw in the beginning and then she finds a newspaper with the date of friday which is i think it's like five days away yeah, right. Yeah, five episodes, five days. Um, she tells Chloe about her uh, new power and the two witness snow falling, even though it's a sunny day. Weird. Mm, crazy. Crazy. 
All right. So now that we have a, a little bit of a grasp on what the story is going to be like uh, and what the story was like, let's let's hop into some of the the gameplay elements that I really wanted to talk about here. And and one of the things that stuck out to me on this this playthrough of the game was the the tutorialization in particular of the the first episode because it, it wasn't something that I really noticed so much initially going through it, but I thought it was it was cleverly done the way that every time you in in the first like 30 minutes every time you did something it was kind of a tutorial mm-hmm. um so you know you initially walk down the hall and that gives you some like movement controls and teaches you kind of what this game is going to be and then you do like a really simple um puzzle with your rewind powers and then that kind of teaches you like hey this is how mechanics are going to work and then you're given a little freedom and they're like okay hey this is this is how the choice mechanism works. And then this, mm-hmm. you know, by just having a conversation with someone and this is how the actual puzzle solving is going to work by trying to figure out how to get the fucking bitch ass bitches out <laughs> of the way of you getting into the dorms. And it, it was something I thought was clever, um, but also kind of like almost every instance of it, I was kind of not put off by but i was bored by in the second playthrough i don't know if, if you understand where i'm coming from with there but it was like man this is a tutorial but also this is not an interesting tutorial i don't know if you caught any of that at all yeah so i i agree with the i actually think it is kind of it, it is an interesting tutorial and the mm. the reason that i think that is the settings that you're put in for the tutorials like my favorite example of it is when you initially do your first rewind and then you're back in the class and then you're able to kind of like live out this fantasy of um, hearing someone else answer the right question and then you going back and taking their answer. Yeah. And like that situation itself is something that I've like, Oh man, you ever just wish you could turn back time to do something like that? Like, you know, I've, (laughs) I've like kind of like said that to myself before, like oh, I wish I could oh, go back hasn't? and answer that because I wasn't. I knew it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so the introduction of the gameplay element itself, I feel like the the element itself is strong enough that it distracted me the fact that it was a tutorial okay. on my initial playthrough. Playing it so, a second time or watching it the second time, I was able to notice that it was a tutorial for me because mm-hmm. you know I already knew how to control max very well um but you know and the in the elements of being like oh i can turn back time to you know rewind uh, a conversation yeah so i i guess i think that scene was pretty clever when you're back in the classroom initially and kind mm-hmm. of like answering questions and doing you know oh i wonder if i can have the ability to rewind time let me try it out blah 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 like i, I thought all of that was clever i think I think the thing that really irked me when they were like, hey, this is what puzzles are going to be like with the the dorm room entrance because it just felt so contrived. Like, it felt like there was no reason for that to exist other than for it to be a puzzle, Um, like a tutorial puzzle. Like, you could have just been like, hey, fucking move, or, like, you could have tried to walk past them or jump around. Like, there was, like, a million things that I would have done there, and it was like, man... At this point, I'm solving a puzzle so that teenage girls will move off of steps that they're sitting on. And yeah, that was kind of like... It seems very unrealistic that, that, that three girls will be sitting on a steps to the entrance of the door and just not let you in. Like, mm-hmm. seems very... Yeah. And then there's like an adult right there. <laughs> <laughs> Though I did... I have to give some credit where credit's due. Um, I really liked afterwards, do you get the choice of whether or not to be nice to Victoria, like the, the queen bitch of them all? Yeah. Um, and if you play at the end of the game, it's like, oh, 87% of people were nice to Victoria or something. And I was like, no, fuck no. Fuck that bitch. <laughs> Immediately, I was like, I'm going to take a picture of you and make fun of you because, like, fucking game on. Um, yeah. And apparently people did not tend to agree with that philosophy, I guess. I. Well, I think... I don't know what the fuck they're doing, but... I think it kind of comes down to um, you role-playing a character versus you worrying about your consequences. Um, mm. Because so often in this game, you know, the we'll, uh, the little pop-up comes up. that's like this consequence, this action will have consequences. And like that gives me real stress when I see that. <laughs> and I immediately just think about every outcome that's possible. Um, so seeing that like, Oh, dump making fun of this girl will have consequences that's going to negatively impede my story probably um mm, that's fair where, huh 
That's fair. That's fair. But um, do you, but I disagree with that thought style. I don't agree that you should be like, well, because I think it's going to make the game better for me in the end that I should choose this. I think you should choose with what you would do or what you think Max should do. Like, or, you know, what you, what's your Max going to do? Cause mm-hmm. that's like a pretty big thing in the game is like, in my opinion is, you know, what's your Max doing in this situation? Yeah. The, the creation of the character in your, your kind of headcanon is, is I think, very very crucial to the game Mm -hmm. but so do you think the like this action will have consequences pop up like do you think that adds anything do you think that takes away from the game then or or what yeah so the fact that you know that something will affect the story at a later date is conflicting for me right Mm because it's like do i want to know that in the sense that do i want to be in this mysterious world where everything could happen uh, to me and I don't really know what the big decisions are. Um, I kind of would have preferred that, but I also think it would have made the game much longer because I would have thought about a lot of the more conversation pieces um, and how they might affect it. It, it lowered the chance of this like kind of like gotcha story, like, you know, where they're like, haha, we put something that you wouldn't know would affect the story in here. And I generally don't really like that, mm, but it gotcha. would have been nice to have some mystery as to like, you could almost predict the future of the game by <laughs> knowing which consequence or which choices did have consequences. Um, so I'm kind of two minded about it where I think in some ways it's a good thing and it makes the game a little bit easier to play through um, and tolerable. But I think that some mystery would have done it well. Yeah. I think that that kind of, that gets to the heart of my issue with it. Um, so I, I think on a larger scale, I just don't like the fact that you make choices. Like, you make choices about what to say and what to do all the time in that game. And getting the pop-up of this action will have consequences kind of detracts from the actions you do that don't get that pop-up. Yeah. Whereas if you just never got that, you would never know whether or not what you did was important. And you would, as such, probably treat conversations that were um, obviously not being recorded by the game as if they were, right? So yeah, I think it, it does it a disservice in that, but also it is kind of cool to be like, oh, shit, that's right, what I'm doing matters. Oh, shit, that's right, what I'm doing matters. Um, yeah. Which it, is kind of cool. Yeah, but it, it also makes you, the ones that don't pop up with that, it makes you take them so much less seriously. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes yeah. they are meant to be taken less seriously because – you know, they're not <laughs> the best written or like they're not like the most interesting <laughs> well, conversations. Well, I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you're full of shit right now. Um, this game's perfect. Uh, I am actually, as a side note, um, for those those that have listened to our top five story games, they may know that I put this at number two. Um, yeah. So I do really like this game, but I'm going to try very hard not to just spend six episodes sucking this game's dick because I think that'll probably get uninteresting <laughs> to listen to after a while. So I'm going to like look for the things to be critical of. Yeah. At no point, if I'm being critical of something, does that mean I don't like this game? Yeah. Um, Alex, but, uh, I'm going to take the soundbite of you saying sucking this game's dick and just like kind of just like pepper it in whenever I want, whenever you're like really talking good about this game and I'm just going to pepper it in like (laughs) sucking this game's dick. (laughs) That's how you know that Alex has reached a, reached a point of, you know, jerking it off or sucking it off or however we want to say it. Totally. I mean, I expect the intro to this episode to be like half our music and then just a soundbite of me going, I'm going to spend five episodes sucking this game's dick. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which, which will be pretty good if you can make that work. I'll be able to. Well, you just gave it to me, so I don't really need to edit it. Fuck. <laughs> it it, it went on my top four for anyone who didn't watch it. So Yeah. Or one of my number four, not my top four. Anyways. <laughs> Duncan did a top four list. He couldn't come up with five, so, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> back to the gameplay. Back to the gameplay. We're done. We're done with that. So, what did you... Um, how, how did you feel about kind of all of the items and, and things in the world that you could interact with and just hear Max narrate about, right? Because that's kind of... 
that's a lot of this game is seeing, hey, there's this item. What are Max's thoughts on it? Hey, there's this thing on the wall. How does Max feel about this? Um, yeah. And that was kind I, of like, that's the majority of the game. So like, yeah, how that's, how that's, that's, right? that's really where the meat comes in. Like the, <laughs> the interesting parts of like the conversations and everything like that is, is, is I, I don't even, if, if something's the meat, what's the rest of it? Well, you know, you've got the meat, and then you've got the potatoes, and you've got the vegetables and the dessert. Don't forget the dessert. Ooh, that sweet dessert. We'll get to yeah, that dessert so later. The choices are definitely the dessert. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the, <laughs> so the food, the, the food is the game, right? Yeah. So this game, the four course meal. This is obvious. <laughs> so, so the meat of the game. Of, uh, of looking at all these things and hearing the, Max's thoughts on it. I think the um, the actual thoughts from them tell us a lot about Max's character. And then sometimes they are able to tell us things about the characters of, like, the ownership of the item. Um, and I don't really know how else you would really handle it other than her just narrating it. Because... Mm. I mean, who else is there to tell you what these things are of other people's? Um, it's We're kind of left to her own guesses as to, like, if you're, like, walking to somebody else's room, she can only really guess as to what these items mean to people. And it kind of feels, if you play it alone, it almost kind of feels like you are playing it with somebody else because they're, like, talking about the same things. You're, you, you could look, hmm. like, at, you know, at one point you go into someone else's room and you could guess what these things might be for or like why someone did a certain thing like on a note and uh she also comments on it and you can kind of think about it together obviously she knows more but like you know it's this kind of fun element uh that i like some of her narration a lot of it's cheesy a lot of it's kind of funny um and uh especially when it's max's stuff i like those moments the best because it unveils even more about her character which you know it's good yeah, That's, I like totally. it. How do you feel about I, it? I, it really depends on the item. Because uh, there's, I think I enjoy the fact that that is kind of how you get context clues about the world and the characters around you. And, and the game leaves it up to you how much of that you want to interact with. Yeah. Right? You can, you know, say, oh, like, I looked at everything in this person's room and I was able to see, like, oh, they had this really expensive camera and they did this. And, like, clearly this person grew up in, like, a really privileged family and that, like that gives you a little bit more about the world that you don't have to give. So it is kind of nice to um, have that level of interaction with the characters, especially because, like, it, it would just be lame if, you know, the character was like, ah, just let me tell you about myself for five minutes so that you can yeah. continue to appreciate. Like, that would be fucking stupid, and I like this a lot more. But there are also some items where it's like, okay, that's uninteresting. Or, you know, if there are ever instances of bad writing that is, you know, they come through here as well, which can kind of be a pain. But generally speaking, I really, I do like that as kind of the main crux of the game, the way to explore the world. Yeah. 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 I, I, I can, I can reflect that, reflect that thought, kind of deepen my mind a little bit more about that one. Deepen my mind. <laughs> Glad I could help deepen your mind. <laughs> Oh, well, okay. I don't know. It's it's just like the, the it is optional, and that's like the big part about it is like you don't have to read any of these. But I feel like once you get a diamond, like once you get one, you're like, oh, that was really good, or that was really interesting. You don't yeah. know what is or isn't good from that point, so you kind of just have to click them all. Yeah, I think the for me the kind of epitome of that in this episode um, is early on when you. I, I'm going to fuck up a lot of names that aren't, like, the primary four characters, and I yeah. apologize about that. But I think you go into Dana's room? I don't sure. know. But, Which, like, you look around her stuff, um, and you can find, like, a note that talks about her, like, a, her boyfriend apologizing about being a wuss and offering to give her money. Um, and then you can also find in the garbage can, like, a used pregnancy test and then um, a note somewhere in the room i forget where that uh, basically is like a doctor's appointment and max comments that she bets she kept that appointment and you can kind of put all that together to be like oh shit this character you know got pregnant from this guy who then bitched out and is offering to give her money in case she needs it for like probably an abortion like oh this really adds a lot of depth to the character in the yeah. world but you can ignore a hundred percent of that and never get any more depth on that character which is kind of cool 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and you um, can save that girl from getting hit with a football. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that like, is true. That is true. And that's that's really the most important part of the game. Yeah, yeah. What did you think about the football saves? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, yeah. You know, I'm, do you think uh, if Max had, you know, had some had some fun with this power you know do you think she could be like a pretty good like athlete because she could just rewind time and then like know where to position herself yeah i mean personally if i were her i wouldn't have said like hey watch out a football's about to hit you i would have like fucking run and jumped off the bench and smacked it out of midair or something because that would have been fucking dope but yeah yeah (laughs) you know she went about it her own way and i respect that yeah (laughs) yeah Um, but then people will start getting suspicious you know yeah, but Man, what are they going to rewind think? time? What are they going to do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the only thing I did want to mention about like kind of the the narration aspect is, um, I really enjoyed it playing through it myself. I uh, like Duncan. I am not playing through it a second time. I am watching my roommate play it, um, and he is not as much of a completionist as I am. So he does not click on every little thing to get narration. You know, he clicks on a lot of it, but whenever you watch somebody play this game and they don't interact with every element, I sit there kind of like hands clenched, like fucking click it. You missed stuff. You missed something <laughs> about that character. Um, See, I had the opposite experience where I played with a friend at some point. This is before this. And mm-hmm. uh, and she clicked on every single little thing and like rewinded every single choice of every little miss mm-hmm. fucking tiny conversation and drove Goddamn me crazy. Right. no that's the only way to play <laughs> like that. all information or no information duncan it's a fucking hard line in this man you gotta go in blind or or with your eyes on both sides of your head <laughs> yes with your eyes on both sides of your head yep um, yep <laughs> uh, so one more one more kind of gameplay element that I wanted to ask you about, which I, I did not notice this the first time through nearly as much, which maybe kind of already gives my answer to it, but the um, facial animation and lip syncing was not phenomenal. Yeah, I put this, I put this yeah. on here. Yeah, I know. I don't I like to, I, I wanted to ask I, you. I think it was real bad. I noticed it from, like, the get-go. I don't know how you didn't notice it. Maybe I did, and I just didn't care. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, see... Uh, I cared a lot. It took me so much out of the characters to watch their like lips move out of the sync of the way they were talking. And a lot of the times it just looked like they were mumbling the things they were saying, which never reflected the tone. So like there'd be a lot of times where they look like they're mumbling something, but they were upset, you know, like at a higher yeah. volume. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I didn't like it. That part so, of it. I, I thought that was pretty weak that they, uh, you know, it's interesting too is, it's made by a French developer, but, like, it's made for English. Like, it was – its first language is English, so yeah, yeah. maybe I could excuse it if they developed it for French first. <laughs> I think the reason I had maybe less of an issue with it um, – uh, maybe not even less is the wrong word because it's kind of comparative. But I, I think the reason it didn't bother me was just the game has such a unique art style that it really goes for that is so not realistic to begin with it's so like kind of drawn and 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 painted that the like people not moving like people or the people not you know having these these close animations Mm -hmm. just sort of felt not like that big it felt like a consequence of the style they went for uh, rather than like a a bad job at animating or something like that yeah well i'm okay because there's a lot of unrealistic like facial animations and body animations but overall it didn't that part didn't bother me because i agreed with that stylistic ideals that that you're talking about but there's just something about watching lips move and them not matching words i just can't accept i can't put it (laughs) past so yeah yeah i mean to each their own i guess to 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 be fair though this is like a really minor criticism like the art in this game i really appreciate i like the way that um a lot of it looks especially the scenery pieces and the painted textures like there's something real nice about that yeah that's fair that's fair so well 
let's uh let's start to transition into the the story here a little bit we kind of like a lot of the gameplay stuff that we talked about will be unique to this episode because going forward like we're not going to have to talk about lip syncing issues or like basic gameplay elements because we'll have already talked about it so we can dive into more specific things but there wasn't a whole ton of super specific things to dive into this time around so yeah um kind of a, a transition type question here um the, you know this game is obviously based in in like making choices and how that affects outcome you know obviously this action will have consequence um and in a game like that it is already difficult to make both options seem um basically to give it a difficult choice to make both options seem like they have something good and bad about them or they're equally good or equally bad uh and i think probably even more so in a game where you can see how each of them play out uh, mm-hmm. because you can just rewind time and go back. So it, did this game, do you felt like it was successful at doing that, at creating choices that were difficult um, with that mechanic in place anyway? Yeah, so I think it really took a lot for me to make some of the choices later, and obviously I won't talk about those choices, mm-hmm. but I think this question is unfair for me to answer with the... the um with the set pieces that were given because uh, mm-hmm. I think in the beginning the um, choices don't seem that difficult because uh, they're you know they're medium I mean I think the one in the end the situation is tense but I feel like the consequences don't really um, you know live up to to some of the later ones so but for what we have here and you know more so talking about it as a general whole being able to see a situation unfold, um, I think makes it easier to make the choice that you want. But I think that the choices that they made never really revealed themselves as what the true consequence is. Because it's never instant. It's never like, oh, mm-hmm. I um, you know, I stepped in between David Madsen and and the and the girl, and now this happened and I like know my consequence already. You don't really know what that consequence is going to unfold into. So you can't really predict it. So even though you can watch things unfold, it doesn't make it difficult or it makes it difficult to decide which one, because you have to think about every conversation piece that follows the choice, which I think a lot of other games lack in both, um, you know, like that instant, um, instant resolution to the choice and um, as well as being able to know more about what you're going to say, because that's a super, like that's a super big part about this game that I love is, and especially in like story based games where you choose different things to say, I just, I hate when I choose something and then they just don't say what I wanted to say, you know? Yeah. That is very true. Yeah. Do you want to, do you want to add anything on that? Yeah, I think just to expand on that a little bit, I think the the game does, like you had mentioned, it does a really good job of not immediately letting you know what, what the, the full-on consequences will be. You know, a lot of like Telltale-type games, it's like, oh, choose A or B, and then you choose it, and then somebody dies based on your choice or something like that. But, yeah. you know, they can get away with that because, obviously, you don't have the option to rewind and do the other choice. I think what this game does is is makes a really good job of kind of showing you both of the options and making neither of them explicitly good and neither like neither of them explicitly better and creating situations where both of the outcomes have um merit to them you can see that a lot in you know in the after um, like screen of the game where it shows hey this was the breakdown of players that made this choice and a lot of them end up being you know 60 40 50 50 um where where people were able to see both of them and still ended up choosing opposite ones and i think the other thing it Mm -hmm. does really really well which is something i didn't um i think i recognized it but i didn't really appreciate it on the first playthrough um it it reveals it allows itself to reveal a lot about the characters while still keeping the characters intact right so you can um the the very first choice you make is whether or not to tell the principal about the fact that the student you saw in the bathroom was waving a gun around um and if you choose to tell him, he goes off on this thing about like, oh, he's probably a good student, but, you know, we'll look into it. And it seems kind of like he, he doesn't believe you, but he's um, hesitant about everything. And if you choose to tell him or if you choose not to tell him about it, he just goes off and basically starts accusing you and saying that 
you know, you're not sick, you're hiding something, and girls always use the excuse of hiding in the bathroom and blah, 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 and go get outside. And, like, it lets you see him both ways. Like, oh, this is somebody who um, is kind of scared of this, but it also could easily be a dick. And, like, that's not something that you can express as easily without letting you see both of the options while still having a defined character, if that makes sense. No, that makes total sense because you you get to see two sides of the character based on your reaction to what they're saying or, you know, vice versa, because, you know, like you said, with the principal, you were able to see his reaction of you, like, you know, uh, telling him something honestly, and he kind of shoves it aside. But, you know, this other, you know, this other situation, I never really thought about like that. That's really cool. Yeah, it's definitely this. See, guys, this is why you play video games twice. (laughs) Because you just get more out of it every time. Every single time. Let's talk these characters. Because what is this game about other than characters? So what we're going to do here is... It's um, it's about story. It's about story other than characters. And also time travel. It's about time travel. And um, high school. I'm just going to let you wait. <laughs> I just, I wanted to see you. Asked, you asked a question. I wanted to make sure we answered it. My bad. I'm trying to be fucking respectful over here. <laughs> well, well, what we're going to do here, as I was saying, is um, we're going to take some looks into characters um, individually. Maybe we'll you know, revisit them. And uh, obviously we'll revisit them. But I think it's important to take a look at each character, some characters throughout the story. And, uh, see what we think about them and uh you know see how that changes throughout the different episodes yeah so alex i'm gonna ask you first about what you think of max as a person and i I know that's a pretty vague question so I'll, i'll boil it down if you and max went to school together would you be friends okay um that's a good question and I'm glad you went there because you were like, I'm going to boil it down. And I thought you were going to give me three characters in like a fuck, Mary kill situation. And I was not <laughs> going to be happy with you. <laughs> okay. Well, now that you've proposed it. No, 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 no. Um, uh, Max, Chloe. No, no. Max, Chloe, and who's the girl that gets harassed? Not like Max, Chloe, and... <sighs> and Warren. There we go. I'm gonna ignore that question because they're high schoolers and there's no they're eighteen. They allegedly eighteen. We don't. No, know it says age. it in the plot. She says in different situations. Geez, I'm an eighteen year old girl. I still have a stuffed animal or something like that. Oh well, I'm still not gonna answer it because it makes me <laughs> deeply uncomfortable. Fine. Would you be friends with her? You don't have to do any of those three. <laughs> Just tell me if you'd be friends with her, Alex. Jesus. Uh. <laughs> So I I like Max as a character. I would I like to say that we would have been friends. I think the the imperative difference, you know, we probably would have run in very different circles. Um but she seems cool. Like she she's very lighthearted. She's seems like she's got a sense of humor about her. She doesn't want to like, you know, her aim is not to go fuck with people or anything like that. She doesn't she doesn't seem like a dick. She seems like an honest to God like nice person who is just shy and kind of out of her element and um i think you know we probably all knew people like that in high school Mm -hmm. and i was friends like that with people like that in high school and you know she's she's a good girl now now guys at home i'm uh, girls too everybody think think about that person you know i'm sure everyone has either been that person or you know known that person and give that person time traveling powers like (laughs) you know she just she misses out on all the opportunities in the best way possible. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's so much more she could have gone out and done. Um, like, it's it's not even that big of a spoiler. But later, because we know that she tells Chloe that she has powers. Like, Chloe straight up is just like, why aren't you, like, robbing banks and, like, doing all this crazy wild stuff? Uh, and it's just interesting to see that she has none of those thoughts and she doesn't want to act on any of them. Obviously it would be con- be toxic to the game itself. But like the fact that she never even mentions it, that it doesn't even cross her mind tells me something kind of interesting about her. 
Yeah, it, it definitely it speaks to her character. I think almost to an unrealistic degree because yeah. what eighteen year old would not toy with the idea of doing stuff like that? Yeah, but um, it definitely is. You know, looking at it from strictly a gaming standpoint, yeah, she's she's like fucking definition of a good egg. Yeah, super. Is that good a phrase? Egg. I know bad egg is a phrase. Is good egg a phrase? <laughs> I, I've heard good egg. Okay, cool. Because yeah, I said that and it felt bad coming out of my mouth. So that seems I was reasonable. Just, okay, cool, cool. Yep. Do we um, want to? Um, I, yeah. I, so Max is a character that like I, I do I want to spend a lot more time talking about, but I think we'll have to revisit every single episode. Yeah. So yeah, she's I, gonna be like she's gonna be like a a patient that we see often. You know what I mean? Like we keep diagnosing her with different personality things. Mm-hmm. We right are now Dr. she's podcast, clean. So that makes she's sense. Fine. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> that didn't mean that in appearance way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Speaking so we'll, of looking we'll, fine, we'll come back to Max. Speaking of looking fine, you know who who thinks Max looks fine? Is it is it Warren? It is Warren. Our it's boy, so Warren. Warren. What? I'll, I'll open up with a funny yeah. Warren story. <laughs> I've once been told that I was a lot like Warren. <laughs> Here's the real, the real, <laughs> the realist question. Yes. Did you take that as a compliment or an insult? I took it as an insult. Yeah, that's right you did because it's fucking insults <laughs> what it is. <laughs> at, at a first glance, at a first glance, you know, I don't think Warren's that bad. And as you go through the first episode, you kind of notice that he's a little desperate. There's one line in particular that cringes me. Um, she calls, she says, um, like, oh, you're, um, you're so sensitive or something like that. And then he goes, oh man. And she's like, why? Like, why are you upset? And he's like, sensitive means not, doesn't get to have sex. And I'm like, <coughs> oh God, I didn't know that fucking line existed. Cause I never chose that dialogue option. Yeah. It's, it's real bad. Ooh, real bad. Boy, my dude. <sighs> Yeah. So, see. so he's like, he's just this nerd, movie nerd, I guess, you know. Warren is the surrogate character for any anybody playing this game who was ever a really awkward teen that couldn't interact with the opposite sex. Yeah, definitely. And they do a really good job of laying that on very, very thickly. Um Especially in like you're literally the first thing you get a Warren is checking your text messages and he texted you six times in a row without you responding. That my dude is <laughs> at different too much. times. Too yeah, it's not like he sent six words and it made a sentence. He sent six <laughs> texts and some of them were days apart and one of them was don't ignore me. And that shit no. Dude, that Bad. that's that's pretty scary. You you have to you start to see like a little window about Warren and it yeah. Uh, like and he stands up for you. Like he's a noble dude because That's he true. he does he when when Nathan headbutts uh, when Nathan headbutts him, it's not like just because he like ran up to him and headbutted him. It's because he intervened when he was getting pushy. And you know, other than like the you know the creepy stuff he says, he's genuinely like not a bad person. He's not like he doesn't give like those rapey vibes, but he's just a little you know. A little much. Yeah. Because he doesn't know. He just really likes her, you know? He doesn't know how to act. and He don't you know, know how that, to act. <laughs> that is the reason. So that, I I will say right off the bat, episode one, I did not like Warren. Um, you know, no. how I felt about him in later episodes, we'll get into. But episode one, I was like, mm, Warren, no. We're good if, we're good if you don't talk much more. Um, that being said, I think his saving grace in episode one is like, mm, I don't like you, Warren, but I've probably said something that stupid and been that awkward. So, yeah. And I mean, I guess I can relate a little bit. We're not the nicest person. I mean, we just left him in the parking lot. Well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> but to be fair, he was only getting his ass kicked. Yeah, by by uh, by someone with a fucking gun. Yeah, somebody who we know has murderous tendencies. Yeah, and we're I mean, like, bye. Now that I think about it, it's really fucked up. It's really bad. Well, I mean, to be fair, Chloe didn't really know, but she should have. She does mention him. She's like, "Wow, your friend took a beating for you, huh?" Mm-hmm. It's, Damn. Yeah. I mean, what do you think Poor happened Warren. after? 
I mean, the fucking David Madsen shows up like the second that you guys drive away. So oh, I forgot. Kind of breaks up the up. fight, but oh, yeah. you don't know that when you start driving away. That's true. And that's, that's what makes it fucked is that he's just like, I got this. And then you drive away and he's just getting punched repeatedly in the face. And I'm like, that is not what got this looks like. <laughs> maybe Max isn't such a good girl after all. You know, maybe Oliver. You know, know, not man. once did I hear her say, we have to turn back. You know? Not once did she say, fuck, I hope he doesn't die. <laughs> Yeah, not a once. Like, <laughs> shit, I hope Warren can still do math tomorrow. Like, <laughs> I hope he can still show up in science class. Uh, we'll get more into science class later, boys and girls. So, <laughs> yes. so, speaking of these characters and how they talk and what they talk about, uh, they have a very interesting vocabulary. And I really would love to know where they got this, right? Because mm-hmm. words like hella and are you cereal? And um, I'm trying to think of some other ones. Can you, can you lay some other ones on me? So there's a, I actually have a list written down here of a couple of times where I thought things were particularly offensive. Um, <laughs> I don't know. So some of this I do think is West Coast lingo that I just don't actually know. Um, things like, you know, Chloe mentions wanting to stage dive and thrash, which to that she means I want to dance. Um, yeah. And I don't think that's how you use either of those words. David Madsen calls weed grass, which no one has done in 25 years. Um, And Max says wowzer a lot. And I will say, of those, wowzer, it grew on me pretty quickly. I was like, that's I like wowzer. Okay. Uh, But the first time it happened, I was like, "Mm, wowzer? Mm -mm. Mm, I don't know about that one. Um, But stays, jive, thrash, and grass were inexcusable. (laughs) How about hella? Hella, I... So when I played the game the first time, I was like, People say hella way too much in this game. Nobody says hella anymore. Nobody says it at all. This is not well, like a thing. It's that really only said, one. It's really only Chloe who says it. I mean, a couple of people say it, but like I finished this game and noticed people saying it all the goddamn time around mm. me. So like these were not people who played the game and were like, oh, let's say hella because I like the game. These are just people saying like hella. And I was like, oh, shit, do people actually? Did I just never notice? Some mm. bitch. So hella, I excuse and cereal. Um, you know, it's a little bad, but I they did only say, say only are you serial in high school? Not zero amount of time. So yeah, I, I excuse that one too. Yeah. But that the teenage lingo was my number one issue with the game. Initially, my really follow up <laughs> thought was, fuck, is that just how teens talk? No, you're just old. <laughs> I that might be it. I might just be so fucking out of touch and been like shit. Like they do a, I think they actually do an all right job of making really uncomfortable and shitty teen lingo that if you had to hang out with teenagers all day, you would hear and go, oh shit, yeah, yeah. They say shit like that. They say dumb shit like that all the time. Yeah, no, I. That's how I felt about it. Is it irritated me, and then I realized that the reason it irritated me is because it was real. <laughs> It was realitation. <laughs> I was getting realitated. Oh, <laughs> uh, getting realitated is just when you're annoyed buying a house. Um, get it? Get it like like real estate, like realtor. Oh, you get it? You get it? <laughs> Can you edit me laughing at that joke sooner? Uh, no, I want I want the audience to know that I had to explain it. Um, <laughs> and everyone knows that's the funniest joke. It's a fucking bad joke. Um, <laughs> so so I like the vocabulary, you know. I, I, think, yeah. I think it served well for what My, its purpose was. Maybe it was a little overused. I don't know. It was just heavy. So I remember finishing episode one and then talking to somebody about it for the first time and being like, "Yeah, yeah it kind of felt like old French dudes writing teenagers rather than teenagers." And I do still get a hint of that, but I do think I was being overly critical um, and that. Some of that language is is totally warranted and is exactly what it would be like. Yeah, um, except for so, nobody would say grass like that. that, that no nobody grass. calls it grass. I, I can agree with that. No one would say grass. So, um, what there, there's a lot of um, interesting points about while we're kind of talking about the characters and stuff like that about Chloe and Max's friendship that we only get like a small peek into. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, a lot of it is revealed in the car ride to uh, Chloe's place. 
or do you buy their friendship? Did, does it seem believable? Um, do you have any issues with some of the things that were said? Uh, there's a lot of animosity in the car ride to start with. What yeah. do you think about that? So my my number one thing about this is I totally buy the animosity and the friendship and everything like that if I read the journal before I got to that scene. Um, because you can, like, flip back in the journal and Max has journal entries from, like, way long ago when she talks about, you know, her friendship with Chloe and how she feels bad for not, like, reaching out to her and you find out that it's been a while um, since they talked. But if I didn't read that journal, then that scene felt kind of jarring. Like, oh, you guys are supposed to be best friends, but why didn't she recognize you? And then also, like, why... Why are you angry? Like, this all feels kind of stilted. So I, I think the scene itself, there were no major issues with it, but it does, like, there's basically required reading along with it. Which, again, for me, like, I fucking read everything in the journal as soon as it was available because I play games like that. But if you're the type of person that didn't or wanted to read it later, I could see how that scene maybe, uh, like, this friendship doesn't make sense to me, you know? Interesting, because I did not read the journal entry. And uh, it kind of made sense to me for for the point of thinking I I would the reason I feel like the reason they didn't recognize each other is I would assume just because she's changed so much because she it's revealed by that because she's talked so much about all these things she's going through. And um, I mean, you can just kind of tell per the age group. I mean, you know, appearance changes, clothing changes. I can't, you know, stress enough how often that happened when, you know, either of us were in school, I'm sure. Mm hmm. So I, think I mean, I guess that's fair. Like, yeah, and and as far as like, I you know, I just assumed that they were they were these great friends that now they're a little bit different. And I really liked that beginning scene with the animosity towards each other and you know, feeling that tension. But you know, in the end, you can't stay that pissed for that long. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's fair. Um, it just seemed yeah. I mean, it just fuck me right. Me. Like I was wrong. <laughs> That's what happened. Hey, that happens whatever. Here, I I suggested a thing. You were like, "No, you're wrong. This is why." Here's concrete evidence, and I was like, "Oh fuck, there we go then." Yeah, I mean, I I can. It just might have been how I perceived it based on personal experiences. Like you may not have had that kind of personal experience where I might have of like yeah reconnecting with somebody, but they've changed so much that it's kind of hard to relate to them. Or like they um you know they don't uh, yeah they seem a little different or you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like you said, a, a lot of this game, I think, is colored by experience. That's you kind of tie what you have done to what's happening in the game, right? Like, I think that's why, for some people, it is significantly more impactful than for other people. But I do, I mean, I, I think maybe I, that, it, that, that could very well just be a scene that I was being overly critical of again because I experienced it one way and tried to look at it objectively and maybe came at it without the touchstone that, that makes it work for some people. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can, uh, can uh, agree with you on that. Yeah. So, there we go. did um, do you feel like the f- this this first little glimpse into the world of Life is Strange maintain a consistent tone? Yeah. So, n- no. Yes. No. Um, there was definitely there are jarring moments between, um. The two things I think this game tries to do is create um, like moments of emotional highs, which you will see in, in episode one, like um, in some of the choices you have to make. I mean, not not so much in episode one, but like the end um, toward the end scene where you are dealing with Chloe and like hiding in the closet or not hiding in the closet. And then the like the very last scene where Chloe is kind of describing to you everything that happened to her. Like these are intense emotional moments. Obviously, the very first like one of the first scenes when Chloe gets shot. Um, but then in between those are really, really calm moments where there's not much happening, or if it is, it's, like, super low stakes, so it doesn't matter at all. Um, and I think the game shifts between those, so I think it has a very shifting tone, mm-hmm. but I think it, it walks that line pretty well. So it's like the, there is a not a consistent tone throughout it. Like, I didn't get a feeling of... Um, like being in high school the whole time, but it, it shifted between those two pretty gracefully so that it never felt too jarring. Yeah. And I, I'm curious, are you kind of like talking more about the um, the changing in tones between the situations of 
um, like, you know, between the fighting, the fight and the conversation, or are you talking more so about the like sci-fi feel of being able to wind back time and being in high school and stuff like that? Definitely. Um, the, like the emotional moments, not the sci-fi okay. moments. Like I, okay. I, I, I mean, I guess there's probably something there, but that, yeah, actually I, I just never, don't really always... count those. Cause you know, that's what enhances the game. So I, well, I, maybe, I don't know. Not yeah. in this first episode, at the least. Yeah, it, it it blended pretty well for me in the sci-fi moments. I'm I'm mostly talking about like, okay, one minute you're talking to some random dude who's like, you can't look at my portfolio unless you answer this question correctly, <laughs> and the next minute he's like, yeah, and then he drugged me, and I he was crawling towards me, and like, oh shit, okay, we're in different worlds right now. Yeah, um, but <laughs> yeah. again, I think the game handles those transitions really well, which is the most important part. Yeah, totally. Um, so do you think that the game excelled more during the more intensive or, uh, or serene moments? Because, like, there's a lot of points in the game where, you know, even if you can turn back time, things get pretty intense. Yeah, that is that is true. Um, episode one, I think, is... This was kind of how I felt initially, and I still sort of feel this way. My favorite moments in episode one are not the intense moments. They are definitely the quiet moments. This episode yeah. does a really good job of, like, like my favorite moment in the whole episode is the sequence right after you finish class the first time before you have time travel powers, and you just walk down a high school hallway commenting on people um, while there's like a really, really dope song playing in the background that's like <laughs> drowning everything out and you don't get to talk to anybody. You just walk through and it feels so accurate, I guess, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. And like it, it calls a feeling really, really powerfully. And you know what that moment, that, that feeling is? It's that teenage melancholy. <laughs> oh, it's that teenage melancholy. Um, yeah, dude. It's it's that, it's the success at that, uh, at that, that feeling of being back in that situation. Maybe you're in that situation if you're listening. Maybe it's been a couple of years, but uh, mm. this game will bring you back no matter where you were, yeah. where you are now. And even like even outside of that moment, I think mm-hmm. there's a there's a moment later in the episode which I missed my first time through and only saw this time around, where you are in Chloe's house for the first time and you go outside into the backyard and you get to like sit on a swing set and swing back and forth and it's kind of mm-hmm. chill and she narrates about like. The difference is, yeah, like the difference now compared to like what you used to do and when you guys were friends and like what you would do with kids and like that was another moment of like fuck this feels like I'm reminiscing about like an old friend that I haven't seen in forever like this feels like I'm just sitting around like swinging on someone's swing set just shooting the shit or it it felt so exactly right for what the game for right there was no tonal dissonance between what they were trying to have happen and what happened. And I think those are the moments in episode one where this game shines a lot, which, yeah. you know, if if you're looking for a thrill ride, that might be off-putting that like, hey, these really good moments are moments of teenage melancholy, like recalling yeah. days of your youth. But if, if you're, um, if that's what you're, you know, you're looking for is the intense, I think you should stick around maybe, but you know, that's a yeah. prediction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, own. We won't we won't get into it, get into it too much, but the game definitely like you know, it picks up. It's, I think it's you know, hard to say that without without spoiling anything really. It's a five episode game that tells a story. Like it gets more intense as it turns out. So yeah, yeah. But I I can echo that those are the the strongest points of the game. Um, it definitely reminded me of times that you know I don't I don't live in my hometown currently, and whenever I visit back, I get very like life is strangey moments where you know. I go back and I like will go to a park or I'll go to a playground and you get those those memories back and you think to yourself just kind of exactly like how Max does. So, yeah. Here, here's yeah. a here's a question. Mm-hmm. Have you gone back to your hometown since you played Life is Strange? Yes. Did you walk around like areas you used to go? Yeah. Did you? And this may be the differentiator because so far we're on the same page. Did you? put in headphones and listen to to all of you by Sid Matters when you were doing that. <laughs> no. Because <laughs> I did. That's definitely where we did it was mention. good. It was very, very good, and I would highly recommend it. Although I have, you know, taken walks with music and, you know. Yeah. It, they do it, like I said, they, they 
I mean, they fucking nail that feeling. But yeah. since they started nailing that feeling, I have started very, very frequently listening to those songs if I'm in that mood. Um, because oh, yeah. it calls it pretty well. Yeah, I mean, the, the songs in this game provoke emotion, a lot of emotions. And the second episode has my favorite song, just like one of my favorite songs in general and in the game. So, mm-hmm. Well, maybe not in the game, but just one of my favorite songs in general. So I'll yeah. get to that. But um, I think... I think this is a good first entry in a five-part series here. It gets you to know the characters, gives you a little a little taste of what's to come, um, lets you start to set up the pins for like the storm for that's gonna come because you can start to like think about what um you know what your what your choices are really gonna do and you. I think this game would have been so much more exciting to play as the episodes came out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like imagine but... like just like discussing with friends like, oh, I don't know if I want to go back and like, you know, start a new game and change this or that. It's interesting. Yeah, that would have been cool. That would have mm-hmm. been cool. But, but yeah. also fuck the idea of waiting a month to finish the next episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fuck that indeed. Um I, I, yeah, I, I, I agree. I think it's a, it's a good setting up point. I will say my, my main grievance is that I remember finishing, like, I, again, I remember a lot of these moments and I'll call back to them. I remember finishing the first episode and talking to my friend and saying, yeah, I just played the first episode of this game called Life is Strange, yada, yada, yada. It was weird, but also kind of intriguing and did some cool things. So I think I'm going to keep playing it. Um, and that's how I felt after episode one and after episode five. I was like, I just played the best game of, like, uh, the last two years and this is amazing <laughs> and i'm so glad that i played this game so it definitely this is definitely the setup episode by far yeah, yeah for sure and it's the sep- setup episode for us for some for some for some juicy talking points Ooh, juiciest <laughs> talking points. i'd stay with us on that one <laughs> mm-hmm. this is the perfect analogy to the first episode of the game so yeah yeah it's gonna so. get better and it's gonna keep coming good I guess. I don't know. Guess. Depends on how you felt about this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let us know. Someone <laughs> someone email us, please. <laughs> Every time I beg, man. <laughs> you gotta stop. That's the thing. You're coming off as Warren, man. <laughs> I'm warning you. <laughs> Guys, I don't mean to be warning you. I'll stop warning. Um so okay. yeah, going going forward we're we're gonna keep doing um these episodes tentatively. We're gonna hope to um release shorter episodes in a quicker time frame so that we're not doing Life is Strange for like three months. Um so so don't worry about that. We're not gonna mm-hmm. do that or anything. Um yep. and the episodes will probably start to take a more concrete format going forward because again we've talked about a lot of the the larger ideas about the game in this episode. So just be ready for that moving yep. forward. Yeah. And what Alex, wait do you hear that? I, I, wait, I don't. What? What? I, what? What? I something's rolling <laughs> around. What? What could be rolling around? How? How fast is it rolling, Duncan? <laughs> it's rolling around at the speed of sound, Alex. Oh man! Oh no! What could it be? I, I don't know, but I I think we should talk about it. I think we should talk about it in ten minute increments, ten to twenty. But don't you, do you want to introduce a, the, the new feature we're gonna be we're gonna be releasing? Here? I don't think I want to introduce it. I just want you guys to know that it's coming and it's rolling around at the speed of sound and it's got no place to go and it has to follow its rainbow. Mm, I like it. I like it. So stay tuned for more information about that. You probably have no idea what it is at this point. Um, <laughs> no idea. <laughs> uh, that's good. That wasn't that wasn't pre-planned at all. That was just fucking top of the dome piece. Nice job on that one. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, yeah, join us. Join us next week for some um, for some more Life is Strange. And uh, you want to give me the closer this time? Well, first let's do the the requisite information oh. of like, hey, if you do oh. want to shoot us an email, oh, that's um, right. If you want to give in to Duncan's becoming Warren fully and completely, <laughs> then you can reach us at thoughtsfromplayer1 at gmail dot com. Yeah, or and or twitter dot com slash thoughtsfromp one with mm, the number one. That's right. Um, you don't want to know what happens when you go full Warren. Yeah, that. Please don't let Duncan go full Warren. Please, I'm begging you. I'm begging. I can't. I can't take it, guys. <laughs> um, I think that's all our social media presence. We might have yeah, a Facebook it, at some point. We don't now, though. So you know, keep eyes peeled, ears, ears to the ground. Peeled. That's the phrase, okay. Alex. Okay, Jeez. my bad. Ears peeled is good too, though. I think we can all ears peeled. <laughs> yeah, just keep your ears. Uh, I don't want to think about it. Um, 
I'm, I'm not going to hit us with the closer, Duncan. But if you want to, that, or if you want to give us a special Life is Strange closer, I'm fine with that too. Nope, nope. We're going nope. classic. We're going, okay. That's all the beans in the pot, boys. <laughs> that, I didn't feel it. That never feel gets the heat old. On that one. I didn't feel the heat on that one, though, I got to tell you. All right, well, maybe it's because this is a shorter one. I'm going to have to, like, escalate it. It's like mm. Mm. every episode gets a little bit more beans in the pot. Mm, I like it until eventually the pot is just fucking overflowing with beans. Yep, that's what's going to happen in the last episode. Just you wait. I know the the anticipation's killing all of you. Stay tuned for the heavier beaned pot coming at you next week. (laughs)